Hey everybody, welcome back to Urban Meyer's Pint House. It's weekend kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. I am Austin Ward, joined as always by my esteemed panel, Cardale Jones, Michael Bennett, Anthony Schlegel, Bobby Carpenter. Um, boys, this is uh, not what we were expecting to talk about tonight. I thought we'd be done with cancellations and COVID and positive tests. You'd be wrong. And I was wrong. Uh, as always. As always. As always. Whoa. As always. Whoa. All right. Okay. Hey, I'm not wearing that chain again tonight during the pick segment. I believe Uh-oh. that's. Uh-oh. I believe that's going on Big Mike Ben. I must say, ain't me. I was, he was looking over confident. here. Uh, it is going over there, but Man. it's not for me. Uh, Ohio State at Maryland. It is off. Um, as far as we know, Maryland did not reach the threshold, so that's why I think that these mm. two guys right here, uh, the general Bobby Carpenter and his admiral. Anthony Schlegel are going to have some some words for what happened there. Ohio State desperately wanted to play. Ryan Day is very disappointed. They're going to practice on Saturday instead, and nobody wants to practice in the middle of the season. That's not even how off dates work. You're, you get out of town, but they get it sprung on them on Wednesday. No game, Bob. Go. Well, for, first of all, part of the practice is I think that's to keep everybody in from not, not going yeah, from away. Leaving, they, yeah, they we're not going to go on Friday night and be a normal college student. We're going to have early practice Saturday, treat this as a game, keep the routine, because there weren't supposed to be any bye weeks this week so or this season. This so season. That, that's a big piece of that, just to kind of keep that continuity and keep them rolling. Because you got to remember, they didn't really have the traditional offseason uh, leading in. But, you know, what's amazing, you heard Ryan talk about this, you know, wanting to play, talk about wanting to play anybody. You know, hey, we'll go play Bama this week. They got their game canceled with yes. LSU. Like, mm-hmm. we'll play them. That'd be a great thing. It'd be a great thing for everybody. But the Big Ten, when they started this whole thing out, they put protocols in place about what was needed to return to play for players, how it was going to proceed, all the, every, all the operations on the daily uh, practicing and testing and everything that was going to happen. And every school signed off on it, said, you know what? Thank you. 21 days, maybe 28. Who knows? All so will settle on 21, even though some <laughs> schools are like 10. But we'll make 21. And you know, out of extreme care and caution. Abundance of caution is the term that, that, that's the term that everybody's using. It's a hot term. Well, if out of abundance of caution, when they had eight positive tests, Maryland wanted to cancel, and it wasn't the Big Ten because they didn't reach the Big Ten threshold. They said out of abundance of caution. But when they made those rules, what was that, wild and reckless? Like, they weren't considering any of this <laughs> when they finally they decided to make a league-wide protocol, and so now you're letting schools unilaterally cancel. And I understand the Maryland... You know, their medical officer there said that. Well, sure, they're going to say whatever they need to say if that's what they want to do. But the reality is you entered into a contract with 13 other schools to play. As long as these things were met, you were going to play. And you had an obligation to play. And then they ultimately decided not to. And there's really no penalty. You can just unilaterally do this. And I understand it's a unique time, but it wasn't like they reached any of the, the previous bars that they needed to to be able to call the game off. And so it's, it shouldn't be a cancellation. It's a forfeit is what yeah, it is. You're not what showing I, up. I definitely think this should be a forfeit as well. I mean, I look at a team like Clemson who mainly lost last week to Notre Dame because I would like to think if Trevor Lawrence played, the game would have been a little different. Sure. I think, I but mean, they also we had, like their entire defense was Exactly. Yeah. So we don't know who from Maryland was, you know, diagnosed with COVID or uh, contracted a virus and things like that. But I would like to think it had to be some of their key players who had – you know, some – I wouldn't say a significant game plan because no matter what, Ohio State was going to win that game. Right. But they were probably going to be out with, with some, uh, some key losses. I just want to throw in – I don't think it would have changed much for Maryland to forfeit this game. Like, it's not like it, they're fighting for a championship or they're fighting for a spot in the Big Ten championship. I don't understand why they can't just be – it's a forfeit. We get it. It's a crazy year. This kind of stuff's going to happen this year. But if you're going to be, you know, exercising abundance of caution, it's a forfeit. This other team is – you know, it's important to their record, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We understand that Maryland doesn't have as much on the line. 
No, I don't, you know, I don't personally blame them because, once again, this year is unpredictable and it's going to happen to more teams than Maryland. But if you choose as a university, as a football team, that we don't think we want to play this game and it has nothing to do with the Big Ten's, you know, rules and parameters, then that's a forfeit. And, I don't, you know, you shouldn't – I don't understand why Maryland would fight that. Like, it's not killing your season to forfeit to Ohio State. What, yeah. if, what if all them players would have – came down with an injury that they couldn't play that game, those eight or nine players that they got positive code stuff. What if they had, you know, they would have just had some type of other random sickness or sprained ankles or something like that that, you know, they couldn't play in this game effectively. Uh, they canceled the game, you know, it's a forfeit. All right, so why do we have a return to play uh, co- uh, committee, right? Why do we have a chief medical officer that we diagnosed why do, or that we designated? Why do we have a green? And this is what I said earlier today on Morning Juice. Like, I want my money back from the Big Ten because you made me have to go dissect what the hell a rolling average was. What does green mean? What does yellow mean? What does red mean? Right? Because that's what it was. It was a rolling average over a seven-day period based upon players and staff. That's what it was. Yeah. So once you get to red, red, then, you're, then you shut down your doors and you go through the protocols to return to play. Okay. 21 days, I don't really care. but Well, you do care, but that's well, separate from this mission. Yeah, but <laughs> to what Cardell said, we also talked about how Ohio State has a competitive advantage in these protocols. Why? Because they have depth at a lot of positions. And it's about training all of your guys so that if you do lose some key personnel, you have backups. That's just part of being flexible in 2020. You might have to have a game where you're out of starter like Clemson was with Trevor Lawrence. And so that goes back to your recruiting. And we said that Ohio State had a competitive advantage because they have an abundance of dudes that can play ball. But now when you're Maryland, you take nine guys away. And again, there is no transparency. You go look at LSU in the SEC. Once you get below the 53-man scholarship roster, you're done. It's over. It doesn't even matter about rolling averages. Like, you can't compete. Or potentially it's the entire offensive line room because they're in the same meeting room. But that's also thinking outside the box. What does Ryan Day do? Justin Fields is by himself. The other guys are separated. So we're like, we're not going to have it. Because if we did just only lose Justin Fields, we still got the backups that are ready to go. Yep. But, that, but they're committed to that. These other teams are committed. So now I start to think about, this is about wins. For Michael Oxley. For Michael Oxley, right? So everybody think about this. You're Maryland. You're 2-1. I mean, what in the Sam Dickens is going on, right? You get to smoke beat, snot beat out of you by uh, Wisconsin week one. We, everybody Northwestern, thinks Northwestern. Northwestern. Was it Northwestern? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Indiana. Illinois. That's what made they it got, worse. Yeah, you got smoked. Yeah. 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 yeah, you got smoked by yeah, Northwestern. Anyways, so you won two. So now let's say you, boom. What better team to eliminate than Ohio State? We don't have to play them. Let's say somehow, miraculously, they go on and they beat Indiana. I think they play Michigan State. There might be some other. And they run the table. Six and one looks a lot better than five and three, meaning you could be by Ohio State and Indiana. That looks a lot better for your year. But now when we go through this, and Bob can jump on this and I'll stop talking, is the fact that Ohio State is down one game. Mm -hmm. Not to their... Not to what no they, they, for, for no fault no. of their own. Go ahead, Bob. And so that, upon this. And so that's yeah. the issue: is the Big Ten, they're setting their protocols in place where you can only miss up to two games and still be eligible for the Big Ten championship game. And so that's what they talk about: the difference between cancellation and forfeiture. If it's not your team that has issues, and you and you weren't canceled based upon the Big Ten protocols, that like you forfeited that game, so that should not count as a missed game for Ohio State. Exactly. And I would have said that if the shoe, the shoe was flipped, like or with any teams, if you're just going to unilaterally do that, you can't penalize the other school. And then, oh, by the way, 
the Big Ten's not going to force teams to play, but they are going to force teams not to let them play outside of the conference. Mm-hmm. Like that's that is the hypocrisy that is going on right now. And the first part, the first point that you brought up, Bob, is that the league agreed to do this. Yes. Okay? So if you're withdrawing from that, like Maryland is this week, that's a competitive. You've you've tilted the playing field. It's not competitive equity anymore across the league, and that tilts everything because now the numbers. Uh, that you need to play for the Big Ten Championship are, are changed. Uh, and, again, the average is going to go down. It, it'll probably wind up being lower than six can get you in. Um, that's down the road a little bit. But that's just – Then why, that my point is they put that number out there. They put it why? out there for a reason. Why? To try but to get it, teams to play, I guess? It, and it should have, but it didn't affect Maryland. Why? Because they're not going to be in the Big Ten Championship game. Well, well, they don't what, care. Well, speaking of the Big Ten Championship game, what happens if Ohio State and Wisconsin are elected to play in the Big Ten Championship game and then Ohio State – come down with COVID and Ryan decided not to play and they put the next best team in the Big Ten Championship game, but Ohio State ran the table. Who do you go into the playoffs? Ohio State who's undefeated but got penalized for two games because of COVID or that Big Ten champ who could potentially be a a two-loss team? Listen, It's going to be a mess. Yeah, they're not putting in. It's Ohio State or probably no. It's it's Ohio State or nobody at this point (laughs) because Wisconsin hasn't played enough games. Penn State and Michigan are bad. They're the the only teams that hold enough – perceptional equity nationally to where people view them as being powerhouse programs. And the other thing, too, is I was actually thinking about this because I'm curious about how they're going to try to do the seeding because it's not just the Big Ten championship game. It's championship weekend. Mm-hmm. So you get, to see, you get to see all these unbelievable matchups. You get to see the eighth or seventh best team in the East play the seventh best oh, team in the West maybe. that everybody's going to be vying for watching. I mean, who knows? Maybe that is uh, – Gosh, who's an 0-3 team in the Big Ten? Penn State. Penn, Penn State. State. <laughs> Penn State played Minnesota. Get a little Penn State-Illinois yeah. banger oh, Penn on State, December Illinois. 19th. Let's but bring it on. Let's say, well, I mean, State Ohio State doesn't, let's say Penn State, Ohio State doesn't qualify for that. Like, how are you going to determine the seeding with, you know, is it win percentage with who you're going to match up? Because I would argue that if you're, Ohio State missed, you know, three games, let's say they didn't get in there, if they could play Wisconsin, who's maybe missed three or four games, that would have a better national perception for them to play a, 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 a Worthy adversary, an equal opponent, regardless of how people think they are good, they are based upon their record. It's the perception of how good people believe they are from past seasons and what we've seen in a smaller sample size. You have, how, hey, how about this, Austin? Yeah. So you're Ohio State. Now you got this one dinged on you by no fault of your own, based upon what they perceive to be a threat. Didn't follow the protocols. Now you go through, you play Indiana because Indiana wants to play because. They want an opportunity to, in one year, beat yeah. Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Like, that's a, that's a career year. That's a heck of a three-way, Schlegs. Boom, boom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's real that's, talk. So, that's power. Then you go after that game, you have Illinois. <laughs> then you have Michigan State. Then you have that team up north. Let's, you think, I mean, how committed is Illinois going to be at the end of that year when, they're, when they haven't won a game, right? Their guys are going to be going out in Champagne. So much to do there. Buy paint and go out. I guess that's what you can do. Then <laughs> champagne you and champagne. Champagne flights. and champagne. It's the champagne room right there in Illinois. Right. Yeah, Cardell knows about that. No doubt he does. <laughs> and then you got Michigan State. Oh, how about this? How about Michigan at the end of the year? Do we really want to play this game and get our face beat in? Yeah. Nope, we're good. We got COVID. So now you go through that. <laughs> to all, to no fault of their own, right? Yeah. Now they can't get in there. That's absolutely ridiculous. I would like to say we talked about this before the season even started. I think a lot of what we're going to see, especially going forward, is this problem between teams that value the rest of the season and have something to play for and teams that are like, why can I not go party because I'm worried about getting COVID and all this kind of stuff. And 
you know, like you already mentioned, Maryland, Illinois, you know, Rutgers, Michigan State. We, I mean, Michigan, Penn State. At the end of the season, how how committed are the, well, to the game are they going to be? And you guys never experienced that at Ohio State because you're always playing for something in in November. Mm-hmm. November exactly. is for contenders. <laughs> Yeah. And so that's important. And there's but really get, only one in this league. Yeah, I mean, but if, when you get in the NFL and you see teams and you're two and ten, see you later. That, Thanksgiving. Yeah. See you later. I've been on a see couple of those. Exactly. Was, was anybody uh, hanging out watching extra film after no. practice? See you. Dudes no, aren't later. getting treatment. It's like, all right, I'm minimal. Get through the rest of the year. Stay healthy. Yeah. Hey, Cast I'm, those checks. I'm, yeah. I'm working on my vacation during my break times about where we're going to go after the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I did not think that these would be the conversations we'd be having in mid November. I also didn't think that I would still be wearing my shorts. Uh, uh, in O H I O, but uh, don't be fooled. Winter is still on the way. Is your furnace ready? Uh, whether it's a quick fix or you need a whole new system, your Central Ohio Bryant Heating and Cooling dealers will do whatever it takes to make sure your HVAC system is up to the task. And if you're worried about the air quality in your home, consider a Bryant air purifier. Schlegel might attack and dominate, yes, but right. Bryant's air purifier has capture and kill technology, which will help That's make your home big time a right healthier there. home. Find your local Bryant professional at Bryant.com. Bryant is doing whatever it takes. Um, Ohio State did whatever it took, maybe maybe the minimum, but they did whatever it took to beat Rutgers last half. week. What are you talking about? Yeah, 35 to 3. three. We can focus solely on that. But um, when, the, when the Bryant heating and cooling systems uh, ad is read, that means it's time to talk about the players of the week for that game. We'll come back a lot more to this, Maryland. I know that the, the general has more to say about that. But that game last week, who, st- who caught your eye? Who's got some players of the week? Uh, so when I looked at this, I've been kind of critical of the running game. And, you know, I think for just reasons, I mean, yeah. I, you hold it to high standard. I mean, you've got Heisman Trophy winners, a lot of them, that toted the ball in the backfield. J.K. Dobbins, Zeke Elliott recently really good as well. Uh, you know, Carlos Hyde, very, very good players. And Master Teague was really good as a finisher last year. Doesn't necessarily have a lot of that wiggle that J.K. does. And I, you know, we got to remember he's coming off the Achilles, but – you know, his one touchdown run, he made a nice cutback, something that I hadn't seen from him this year as of yet, and something that I don't know if I really even saw a lot last year. So hopefully some of that athleticism is starting to return. And so for a guy like – because I think Master Teague's awesome. He's a great human being. Yeah. He's, he's a he's solid dude. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him my player of the week card because I think it's important. Listen, you know, when you're, when you're on somebody, you got to make sure you reward them too and let them know when they hey, did a good job. I would like to see – Master Teague at that goal line with Bobby Carpenter or Anthony Schlegel trying to stop him from getting in. Because <laughs> Master, on Master looks like he's one of the best finishers down there at the goal line I've seen. But I know I you guys know. Should be up can finish off anybody, though. Yeah, super well. good at finishing off dudes. That's a great skill. Yeah. So I would say this. So I'm going to go with three dudes. And uh, because That's another three way. Yeah, no doubt. And that, that, getting crazy, that goes, I know. It's just he's getting crazy. Uh, calm down. As so you guys I, can see, Schlegel loves say, three ways. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to say Tup Borland. Right, so he's the defensive player of the game, and he's also the special teams player of the game. Right, you got to give him some love. I mean, I thought I thought he did a fantastic job stopping the run, added a lot of value. But I also want to hit up on our offensive tackles. So you got there, Mumford, Nicholas, Petit, Ferreira have done a phenomenal job. Matter of fact, the stat is I believe they've faced 110 pass rushes, have allowed one pressure and zero sacks. What? I mean, that, that, that's real talk. Mm-hmm. So as far as you know, players of the week, I think they did a phenomenal job. Who do you got, Mike? I am upset with you, Schlegs, because right, took you took my first one, and then That's I had why a backup. I went with Jack. Three. Schlegs takes three guys. That's why. <laughs> and my backup, you got him too. So I'll just go with my first one. I'll say tough. All because right, good. over the years, I it's more personal for me. Over good. the years, I've been real hard on that kid. Yeah. I, I didn't I wasn't necessarily impressed, especially with his first year starting, all that kind of stuff. This year, I didn't even realize he was a sophomore or any of that when I first started watching. I was like, who is this? Anyways, he looks good this year. 
And to come out against Rutgers, you know, it's not freaking Alabama. But to come out against Rutgers, I know he can hear some of that, that noise in the background of people doubting him and stuff like that. So to see him go out there and put up, what do you have, six tackles, something like that, to be the defensive player of the game he and the special He had the only sack teams, of the game. Yeah, as a linebacker. Yep. That's, I mean, with that D-line that's had three sacks or that uh, we had a nose guard that had three sacks against Penn State, you would expect them to have a little bit more production. And he, I think he picked up the pace, and he's looking good this year. So I want to give him the uh, player of the week. There you go, man. And I thought he was even better against Penn State. He's, he's really been playing He looks well good this that. year, really good. Well, uh, I'm going to take Slago's uh – a page out of Slickers book. I'm gonna take. A, I got 22 guys now. I'm, right, go. I'm just messing with every you. Every starter, every yeah, starter everybody who plays, everybody who plays, my player. No, no, no. I mean, it's such a cliche, but I got Justin. Of course, this is he. What is this? Uh, the second time I picked him in three weeks. And only re- I don't care who you playing against. When you have more touchdowns and incompletions, that's a heck of a day. Oh. And that's a. I mean, and it's just a testament to the guys around him, but it's a testament to how Coach Day is. is what he installed in him when it comes to decision-making, what he installed in him when it comes to spreading the ball around. I mean, it's like pick your poison. I said this last week. Who are you going to guard? Who are you going to focus on? Who are you going to roll to as a defense? What are you going to do? Okay, try to go lock down your two number one guys. Well, yeah, I'm going to call them two number one guys, but these guys are number ones, not a number one, number two. Then you got three or four of the guys who can make just the amount of plays they have. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Justin. Somebody asked me earlier this week at Letterman Row, Cardale, about if uh, Justin Fields was relying too much on Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, I'm like, <laughs> who what asked a, you that? What a, it was, you know, it was a question of the day. <laughs> but you know, people have that thoughts. They're like, well, they wanted to see a number three receiver. Well, if you have two of the best in the country, you're probably well, fine. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Here's something I've that never heard anything like that. <laughs> I learned a lot from Bill Belichick. Used to talk about it. And Bill Parcells did as well. And it's like, hey, don't let them off the hook. If you have something that you do really well that's keep working, doing keep doing it keep until doing it. they stop it. Yeah. Don't go away from it and say, oh, they're going to catch you. Force them to change, yeah, exactly. and then we'll go somewhere else. One thing I love about Coach Jay, you see when, when coaches started to outthink themselves. Oh, when, 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 you, when you think you're going to the well one too many times. No, he's going to do it until you stop it. And that's my mindset as a player. That's my mindset if I ever be the coach one day. I don't care. I'm going to run the same play at a different formation, probably add emotion to it. If you ain't stopping him, you ain't stopping him. I'm, I'm going to get this guy the ball 42 times a game. If you ain't stopping him, he'd be an ice bath the next day. I just want to throw a quick <laughs> example in of uh, in the NFL. When we were playing, it was Jacksonville versus the Patriots. It was the AFC Championship. And it's the Patriots. And where everybody, you know, is hyped up, all that kind of stuff. We've got a new head coach. Everybody's amped. And we had a running back, one of the fastest kids I've seen. And the Patriots didn't have a response to him. He was getting about... I want to say 15, 20 yards of carry in the first half. And we were, it was a competitive game. And then the coaches went into halftime and said, they're going to figure this out. Let's go away from it. Force well, them to figure it out. Force them to figure it out. Make well, you got to show me. And then, <laughs> so, yeah, like, you if you've me. got your weapons and they don't have an answer for it, just and, beat them over the head with it until they figure it and out. you know what? That's kind of why I think the running game looks like it does. I mean, 2018 was an offense unlike anything we've ever seen at Ohio State. Last year, we saw... JK and what he was able to do. And matter of fact, Justin Fields ran the ball significantly more. He hasn't really been introduced into the running game, but against great competition, he will be, mm-hmm. right? Our offense, we're rushing for over 200 yards a game. It is what it is because we're really elite yeah. at throwing the ball downfield. So until you stop it, and, and then how are you going to stop it? You're going to have to drop that many guys in coverage. You're going to only be able to have seven in the box, maybe six, because you got to get depth. And those guys are like, i got to get out of here if we're going to play zone. Right. Or if I'm playing man, like, who am I helping? Which will then open up the running game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So I, I, I feel good about it. I think that we'll get better at getting the B block. And I think the interior part of our line, 
we lost those reps for Harry Miller to be able to kind of figure out what it looks like to go, you know, hit the nose guard and go up to the, to the linebacker, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to figure that out. But, again, play to your strengths, right? Exactly. And attack their weaknesses. If, if you got – that's why I was so excited to watch this Maryland game. Like, I wanted our DBs to be tested, but I also wanted to see us just absolutely run the ball because they are atrocious. They give up, like, 240 yards a game mm-hmm. rushing the football Maryland did. So I was like, man, I couldn't wait to see us be able to do that. And we would only do that if they wanted to go stop the pass because that's what we do at an elite level. Yeah, that's who exactly. we are. Exactly. No, I totally agree with you. But one thing I, I kind of worry about when you have an when, when you are when you shown so when you shown this early in the season and this often in the season that you are an elite passing team and when a team physically try to take that away from you, then you got to rely on a run game. How consistent can that run game pick up the slack for the lack of pass game because the team is going to. Not eventually figure it out, but they're gonna they're gonna go take gameplay. Hey, we gotta stop this. Mm-hmm. So let's force them to run the ball. And it just remind me of the twenty I want to say twenty thirteen season we played Michigan State in a Big Ten championship game, and we were had an unbelievable run game. Oh, and yeah, they basically played yeah. cover zero on us, forced us to throw yeah. the ball. And we hit a couple of shots, but we missed so many big plays downfield because we were all known. Our offense that year was so much known. I mean, we had. Two guys over a thousand yards rushing with Braxton and um, Carlos, Braxton Carlos. and Carlos, yeah. and then so it was like uh, I remember we that need, game. yeah, it's like we need to stop it, the run. Here's my I, I remember the first play of the game; it was a run play, and uh, number nine, uh, Lewis. I forgot his name. Is Lewis Nix? No, it no, was no, he number was number nine. Golly, what was his first name? It was number nine. Yeah, he played safety. He was in the backfield. Oh. Because they played so low quarters, and they was biting on everything Thur- committed to stop the run. He was number nine. Thurman? I, cannot, I can't think of his uh, first name. I just but remember it's the last play of that game. Remember Jeff actually missed that block? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. calling yeah. him yeah. out. No, no, so, yeah, yeah, no, no. So, that's my word. We're trying to lure him out to weekend kickoff by just dropping his name. No, he's awesome. No, yeah, that's my only worry about. Urban trusts him so much. But see, you know, like, that's the thing, though. We rushed the ball, but, like, we didn't. Braxton's not the type of thrower that Justin is. Well, and he's no. a different runner too. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. for sure. One uh, Braxton may be a little better top end and a little more electric, but I mean Justin is a big dude. Yes, he has big legs. He's athletic. Yeah, yeah. I mean he's he's a full two thirty. Like he's yeah. a full day's work. So Dang. he gives you that added element when you need to run. If they're going to play heavy and lighten the bo- heavy on the back end and lighten the box, I mean you can hammer him for seven or eight yards and force that to be then changed and. and Start getting safety easily, down. easily. Bob, before we head into a break here on weekend kickoff, we got the buyer's auto question of the week, and it's Ooh. going to the general this week. Ten hut general. Pardale's off the hook for one, so buyer's auto, put it out no there. No pressure. People want to know: Is there a silver lining to not playing Maryland this week? Silver lining to not playing Maryland. Um, number one, I guess. Well, you shouldn't get anybody hurt. Hopefully, playing an inner squad, you're not going to get anybody hurt. Hopefully you're not going to have to worry about anybody getting COVID, so they're going to bring guys in and keep them locked in the woody. Gosh, it's just be so terrible. Like, the best part about winning games is going out after playing, the games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that and playing. Like, playing and then going out and having fun. That was like Saturday was the best well, part of the week. Schlegs pretended earlier this week that guys like in the, in the second half of blowouts don't start looking ahead. But yeah. That, oh, dude. I look didn't at, look, look ahead. Look at me crazy for Bad, telling the truth. I, I mean, I no, Like, listen, man, I hey, – when you're when you're my size and you have my athletic ability, you gotta be locked in all the time. <laughs> and then I'm just like, hey, where are we going? That was yeah. what happened. So I would say the silver lining, hopefully no injuries, hopefully no COVID exposure. And honestly, like Maryland can give these guys some different looks, but I hope the coaches treat this as a game a little bit. Because frankly, you're talking about the defense and the back end and the secondary and getting, you know, getting challenged a little bit. 
the best challenge that they could see is are, the, are their dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, so I hope that they try to do a little self-scout, put together some live action, good on good, and try to scheme up. And, hey, we're going to take advantage. Sean Wade, go out there and guard a lot. Like, this is the best dude you're going to see in the conference anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's the most 2020 statement, even though we've been talking about COVID. The fact that Indiana is for the Big Ten East Division Championship. Yeah, I told you that two weeks ago. Hey, they're a threat. <laughs> Bumpy. I, I 2020, getting bumpy. All right, let's get into, we'll take our break here. It's weekend kickoff brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems at Urban Myers Pine House. We'll be right back. It takes attention to detail. With your local Bryant dealer, you're getting more than just a technician. You're getting someone who pays attention to your needs and the little things that make a big difference. It takes a dealer you can rely on. And to keep your family warm this winter... Here, let me show you how this works. It takes Bryant. Bryant. Whatever it takes. All right, welcome back to Weekend Kickoff, brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We've got B.B. Landers in the house B. now. B.B., I'm late. Now it's a party. Well, <laughs> I love y'all. It's okay. He's the main event. We just wait for him to get here. The rest is just a warm-up. Did you have a player of the game last week, by the I way? I kind of feel high maintenance with that statement. I'm not well, high maintenance. You're the star now. I, I'm too short, too dark, too thick to be high maintenance <laughs> and be the star. Okay. That's, if anything, that's Bobby. Bobby is the star. The he general. is the star, isn't he? Oh, gosh. Light, bright, with blonde hair. That's Bump, beautiful. Look at that guy, Bump, man. Look, he's blushing. blushing over there, man. <laughs> I mean, if you wear a jacket like this, only stars can wear that. That's All right, I got you. terrible. Who's AJ, Bob? It's AJ. AJ Hawk. Oh. No, I, I, sorry, this sorry. was my dad. Where was he? This is my dad. That's a benefit, man. Like I would start going through my dad's closet and stealing his stuff. He can't wear it anymore. It's mine, like bro. You're like, listen, you have to deal with it ever again, ever again. It's, it's an, Bobby saving money. It's kids, an incredible jacket. Kids I mean. are expensive. Trust me, I understand. I got two of them. Yeah. Two for two, like a free throw. I'm not shooting no more. I'm retired. Do you have a player of the game, PB? <laughs> for which game? The Rutgers game. Did you know? game. Um, well, not the Maryland game. It got canceled. That might be. I'm just. Like, I know that's the yeah. bad part. It's hard to have a player of the game for the Rutgers game when everybody played. So okay. I'm gonna go with the. Uh, I'm gonna go with the offense as a whole. Only reason why I said is because of this. Defensively, the second half. <laughs> defensively, the second half. You got to put a lot of young guys in. Like I said a week before. Yeah. That's what they were going to do. Get a lot of ex- to get some experience, and you kind of see there was a bit of a drop off. Which comes with that. You know, you're putting young guys in that have zero to little game experience. They were not ready fully to play in general, whether it was a Rutgers or a Maryland or a Michigan State. You know what I mean? They, they, they just were not prepared, which those are the type of games that you put them in to try to get their feet wet a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say the offense because, for me, offensively from all the way across the board, whether you put the, the young guys in and the backups in from quarter one or quarter four, they actually performed at a pretty high level. Mm-hmm. And they performed at a higher level than what I felt like the defense did in the second half. Yeah, Jack Miller had an unbelievable command of the offense. You were just kind of taking the Well, that was, that was week one. But, uh, uh, but sure, yeah, you should definitely let Jack Miller. I mean, he's got so much more command than Justin Fields, according to some uh, of our viewers. But we don't need to entertain that, Bobby. You don't have to. <laughs> I, mean, I get the mail no, comes Bobby, to, yes, the, the mail yes, comes you to do, me. Bobby. You email, don't have to address email it. Austin. But this part that you brought up there, BB, I'll, I'll ask you all. Like, you knew it was Rutgers. We talked about it. The, my score prediction was a, was a little inaccurate, just a little bit outside. But how would you grade a game like that? Because a lot of people were upset about the energy and effort, including the Buckeyes themselves in the second half. They still won easily, and they were up thirty-five to three at halftime. 
when I was looking at it myself, Schlegs and, and Mike heard me talk about this earlier in the week, like 35 to 3 and then check out. I was okay with that. Uh, you do only get a limited number of opportunities, so I understand the flip side. I think you could make whatever you wanted of this game. So I wonder what you guys make of it. Well, number one, good teams win, great teams cover. <laughs> All right, so that's something that always needs to be remembered. Okay, so they, I'm they didn't get out, so I can't they didn't get the they didn't get the gr- the great team check for that. And Schlegs wanted to get all upset on Monday about everything that happened after his 35 to three. And I'm like, dude, everybody Look, was he's getting walk- worked up right he now. He is because I go, so, all, the only people who are getting upset the about along that he's were, the, were, the, were the coaches or the coaches. Because everybody else was watching Clemson Notre Dame, man. <laughs> yeah. And like that's the thing, like perceptionally, or Ohio State, like oh, 35 three, third quarter, boom. This is how it's supposed to look. Right. That's why you couldn't have it be, you know, 31-17. Like, that doesn't feel so good. But they had control. And let's be honest. They got a lot of guys in. The guys who were still in that were playing, it's, na- it's human nature. Success is like martinis. It's going to relax you a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you're going to naturally chill out. I'll you know, be perfect, and but. the best part about it was defensively, like, this is what's good. You were able to get – a very qual- you were able to get a, a sound victory. Yeah. It looked like it needed to look, but there's coachable moments. You saw things in there that you that you hadn't seen before that you struggled with. You know they're running tackle eligibles. They're running different things on special teams. Two different throwbacks. So you can you can go in getting the win that you need to and still rip your dudes because when that play comes up, like oh gosh, those guys. You know everybody knows that. You gotta put your head down and sink a little lower in your chair. Like maybe coach won't find me. Maybe maybe somehow that that play got cut out of the film right. and it's not gonna come up next. But it is, and I'm gonna sit there and look at you. So you're able to go over those things, and now they're gonna be corrected. Like those things will be corrected. They'll be talked about, so they won't happen going forward. Go for it, BB. I think the biggest thing within this game was this: as a whole, Ohio State's ones played a pretty solid game. Mm-hmm. No, Rucker shouldn't have got the three points that they got, but they got them. That. That's what that, that tends to happen within the course of a game, any game, right? So when you go into that second half, now it's at the point where you allow young guys to get the experience, but you allow young guys to also see you're not as ready as you might think yeah. that you are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, you will see it. On a, and I can say I, I'm guilty of this. At one point coming in as a freshman, I thought I was ready to play as a freshman. Yeah. Into that first camp and – Cardell's big ass is running down the sidelines, and I can't catch him. Or, okay, I'm the first one off the ball, but Zeke is 10 yards behind me on my first two steps. Like, this, that was a good learning curve and learning experience for the young guys. And it's like, okay, I actually had to go back to the drawing board and take this a little bit more serious. Yeah. For guys like maybe a Bobby or me or a uh, uh, um, – It's Michael. A Mike. Michael. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, Mike. That's his sorry. name. This yeah. is Cardell. <laughs> No, Anthony, by the way. Kids, man. I'm just helping oh, you out, man. Like, I love I'm just helping you out. He thick, so I love you regardless. <laughs> Coach, you know, Slag or, but, uh, or Cardell. Okay, I didn't. How you doing? I didn't need no help <laughs> there. I love you, though, Bobby. I'm not going to let you stay in a three when you're supposed like, to be in shade, man. I'm going to tap you down so that we're, we're all together. I might be in a two-eye. I didn't ask for no help. You don't know. Okay, but regardless, <laughs> at the end of the day, we all had a moment in time where we felt like that we probably should have been playing over a certain person or more than what we were until you actually had to step foot on the field. And it's like, oh, damn, I'm really not ready. Right. So that game right there was a great game for a lot of those guys as far as being an eye-opener and realizing you have a lot of developing to do. And then 
for old guys, this is a good moment for them because now you have a lot of teaching to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of those, some guys in certain rooms, now you have to step the hell up and you got to teach young guys because when you're gone, that is the next generation. They are a reflection of you even when you're gone and the head or the position coach for that room. So I feel like Rutgers was a good game for this team. Regardless, we should have beat them by more than 60 points, but we didn't. Why didn't we? Because guys were not prepared. Okay. Yeah, you know, as a fan, I don't think that you should be upset about it. I mean, obviously we would love Ohio State to beat everybody 75-0. to It's just not how it goes. Um, and I think both of them hit on great points. When it comes to just you, d- you did what you had to do in the first half, and it would be it would take a lot of very strong, mentally strong 21-year-olds to go out there and bury Rutgers into the dirt in the second half. And then on top of that, you got your young guys who didn't get those four games early on in the season. So you need to put them out there, and you've got this 30-something point lead on Rutgers. It's all right. You know, we're going we're gonna to have teachable moments and all that kind of stuff. But those guys have to get out there. You've got to have some mistakes. You've got to have those games still, especially as you get later into the season and you're expecting to go against better talent. You've got to have those games where people make mistakes. Young guys get reps, and I think we had that with Rutgers. You know, I, I don't think this game showed any lack of talent, any of that. I was personally upset with the run game. I didn't think it was as impressive as I wanted it to be. But 200 yards. Hey, you can say what you want. I watched that game, and it was not <laughs> impressive. I think there were some big plays. Um, I, but I'm a big advocate of Master Teague. Like you said, I like the kid as a, as a person. <laughs> Great guy. And Trey Sermon as a person. I want to see them fill that role of the, of the just immaculate running backs that we've had for the past, I don't know, eight years or something like that. So um, if you're really, you know, if you want to be really just – You got it. Uh, What's the word for it? If you if you really want to yeah if you want to nitpick them, um, then you can talk about the run game or or you can talk about the young guys not stepping up in the second half. The defense I didn't see too many young guys stepping into the defense late in the second half, but I mean, you shouldn't be worried. It's not no. it's not anything that's indicative of the rest of the season. It just it is what it is. No, my only thing is this: that when you come out at halftime, the one thing I've always hated about Ohio State, even offensively, just watching them way back in the day, was the fact that people think that you could just roll out your helmet the silver bullet helmet and say, hey, we're going to attack and dominate when that's not the case. Like, after halftime, they did not bring their own juice, right? I mean, it's one of those deals. The strength coaches let them down. Like, that's why you got dudes dancing around bringing the juice, right? Because sometimes you got to get them up. So th- we didn't really have that. I, I fluff them up. Fluff them up. You got to be a good fluffer, man. You got to bring the juice. Yeah. And I just really – sometimes, like, that's on the guy's ownership. And we don't talk about it. They don't – or we've talked about it. They don't have any fans in the stands. Sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes that comes through your play, right? How hard do you go during the play? Hey, older guys watching the younger guys play, all of those things. That's the only thing I was worried, I was upset about in the second half. I saw a lack of urgency of which you can't really have if you're Ohio State, like finish the game. Other than that, the special teams, the uh, Tennessee or the uh, Music City miracle that they try to throw on us, right? The punt that went back for a touchdown. Like, those are the things that you got to clean up. Do your job and the tackle over. Mm-hmm. All right, all good. The thing for me, though, bring your own juice. That was my only problem. Yeah, I'm going to take. Go ahead. Go ahead, dark go. skin. I'm talking to you. So <laughs> no, I'm going to take the critical standpoint as the coaches did, as whatever grade they might have been, because I feel like when the coaches be as critical to the team overall, I mean, you got to speak as a whole, but you also got to keep them humble. We knew what our starters did to them, 31-0. If the starters would have played the second half, they put up 70, 80 points. So keeping uh, – being – 
disappointed in their performance overall as a team, it's really a reflection to keep guys humble, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to go with that same critical that critical uh, judgment and uh, review of the game overall because, yeah, we know what our starters would have did, but let's, mm -hmm. let's keep you guys humble a little bit. So yeah. I'm going with a more of a, a psych – a psychology. A psychology? Psychology? No, no, no. What is this? Uh, psych psych psychology. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Hey, we play football, football yeah, approach, here. Approach Urban to the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're making the Ohio State education not look yeah, the best right you know now. I, I mean. got my degree. So that's what, that's what I'm trying to go with that point of view. And I like it. Keeping guys humble. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, for me, kind of bouncing off both of you, honestly, I think for me the biggest thing is this, like, with Schlage, like, as a coach, you can only do so much for a player. Right? Yeah. You know I mean, like, you've been there. You done close line the damn fans on the sideline. Nobody. Like, if a player can't get hyped off of that, that's a problem. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when that you're playing crazy. and you're <laughs> – when you're playing and you're watching these young guys play as a starter, as a starter, you're going to always potentially gas them up probably more than what they deserve. You know what I mean? So how I look at it is this. As a young guy, if you cannot feed off of that energy mm -hmm. and you cannot excel and potentially fully make a play and take over a game like a Rutgers game, then you yourself should know you can't take over or participate in a game like a Penn State, a well, – let me, let me think of another team. A Clemson. <laughs> well, get, the I'm gonna get out of the yeah. Big Ten. <laughs> I love Big Ten. I'm gonna get out of Big Ten after that. A Clemson or a Bama or Big Ten championship yeah. where you got to play a Wisconsin or a Notre Dame. So I think the biggest thing is this: you can, you know, what I mean, I'm not gonna blame the strength staff because no, I, I, I wouldn't blame them. I was joking. Uh, well, <laughs> guess what? I didn't like your joke. <laughs> I don't fully like Coach Mick. But I got a certain <laughs> I hate it. I, I hate it some days, especially for the winter workouts. Oh, if you don't like it. If you don't Valentine's hate it, Day massacre is your you job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. But I have a certain level of respect, kind of, kind of, that I have for him. So, with that being said, <laughs> you can only do so much. At the end of the day, as a grown-ass man, you got to have a certain level of pride within yourself. And a lot of these guys realize they're not ready. So they had a pride check within themselves, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Playing against a Rutgers, mm -hmm. you're not ready to play later on down the road in the season. You're not. Yeah. Some guys might be. I think it's time to see a little more Ryan Watts. Yes. We'll talk about him let's next week. Let's do it. Week. Let's go. Let's pick these I, things. going to need to pass this down for the Silver Bullet pick segment, too. <laughs> Mister, he, he, oh, he thinks no. he's going to go 5-0. and oh oh. Oh. He's calling it out. He's going to go really nice with that championship ring I'm and that, bless that watch. I appreciate it. He's I'm bling. Never out, turn man. down a chain. It's okay. I'm going to bless it. Look at that. That was good. That was a rough week, Mike. You were so confident. Is that rose gold or plated? I wanted it with the microphone. Is it rose gold or plated? Was real under that shower in this thing? I don't even tell you how expensive that chain was. That's a that's a big L, especially if you're predicting undefeated. I I I just want you to do it this week now, Mike. Do what? I want you to go five and L. I just bounce back with. I still don't understand what happened last week. It happens. Who who? Michigan. Man. Well, I think it's because Michigan is is terrible. There's something else. I I can't remember who else I picked that let me down. But they were solid picks. They're still great picks, everybody. <laughs> they were solid picks. <laughs> Twelve. I lost. Great Twelve. picks. Twelve. I might have. It's just a year. It. It's just a year of the virus. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> the great picks end up losing. I don't even think Michigan can get to four wins now, Cardell. I might have oh overshot my God. it. That's, that's what is Ugly. wrong. 
It's you need, I just I just want you to, to stick to your guns. That's all I just want. I'm tired of you keep flip-flopping every other week of what you think about the team up north, what you think about other things and stuff like that. I need you to stick to it. Right. So, do they get four wins or not? Or yeah, do they, no, do they win out? Do. do they go to the championship? What, what's going on? Cardell, man? you know what I want you to do? Take me on your next trip because you're very selfish. Huh? Let me go with you on your next trip to Texas. Again. He wants to go to Texas. Man. He, he wants to go to Texas. You heard the stories about Texas. Southern Bells. Let me go with you, bro. Because you're being real selfish. Sharing is you. caring. And you're not sharing. And I don't like you. I don't like you. From one parent to the next. Share with me, please. Next segment's getting you. weird Big before it even go. starts. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 go. Fix. What games we got? Indiana. The uh, top ten ranked Hoosiers are a seven and a half yeah. point favorite at Michigan State, which uh, – has really only looked impressive against one of the worst Michigan teams any of us have ever seen. Uh, Indiana, seven and a half, Bob. Yeah, the, I don't like that hook on there. That scares me a little bit. Touchdown, I'd feel better about. You know, the hook, the hook will bring you back, but also, I think it'll also rip your throat sometimes. So <laughs> I, I'm going to lay these points. I think the Hoosiers win this thing. After watching them, after watching them play last week against Michigan, like they dominated that game in really every facet. And you thought Michigan was going to make a charge, and then all of a sudden, boom, they answered score for score and controlled the second half. Like Tom, ha Tom Allen has his boys playing well. They're playing good defense. They can score on offense. They can run the ball. Indiana, easy. I'm going to go with Indiana, too. Number one, I don't look good in green and white because I'm so damn dark. But at the end of the day, Michigan State has not been in that much impressive to me. Yeah. Indiana, not, they haven't either, but – they have been able to put on a decent show against teams that are not that good that, should, that they should potentially lose to. So, I'm going to keep riding Indiana. Who's your train? I'm going to go with Indiana. Indiana. I'm going to take Indiana. I think this is a tough one a little bit just because Michigan State has been bad this year. And I think Indiana has – I think they're a good team. They've been better than they've ever been for, you know, as long as I've been paying attention to the Big Ten – I think this is going to be their first it's real down been week. since before you were alive. It's been a while. <laughs> it's 1987 or 88, something. 87 hey, Bobby, and 88. Showing, I wasn't hey, even a concept then. Bobby, you showing your age. I would advise <laughs> you to stop. I, don't, I, I, did, I wasn't watching the Big Ten then, but I listened to Earl Bruce talk about the two darkest days in Ohio State football when they got beat by Indiana back-to-back -back yeah. in 87, which got him fired, yep. and then Coach Coop's first year in 88. Think about really that tough. now. It's been a Think while. about your junior and senior years losing to Indiana. Hey, Bobby, I'm, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. your age. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I think, I think this is going to be stop. the first game that Indiana's not, like, hyped up to play. You know, I mean, yeah. Michigan yeah. State in the middle of November, I don't think that's going to be – I mean, I, they have, they've got a lot of momentum. They've got stuff to look forward to. I'm sure they're on a mission and they got a goal and all that kind of stuff. But Michigan State – objectively is not a great team this year. Right. And especially since the only team they beat, Indiana whooped too. So I think this is, you know, it's not against one of those Penn States or Michigans where it's going to be the first time since 1987. So they're going to have to find out. Um, one of my buddies, he says, you know, can you do it on a cold night, and on a cold Tuesday in Stoke or something like that. Yeah, that's so no, that's, that's, a, that's a common uh, that's, soccer that's phrase, right. I think. So can you do it in the middle of November against a bad football team? And so I think this is going to be a really good test against Indiana. For that Indiana. beam that says I, no, that? No, Schlegs. <laughs> I hear Schlegs talk about going to Stoke on a Tuesday all the time. Here? Yeah, no, no, but he's the only one I know that is <laughs> so Ridiculous stuff like that. It says that. Premier. Yeah, Premier. 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 you got to yeah, say I'm Premier. Go, I'm going to go. Oh, man. This the is, Prem. This is tough, man. It is a tough one. Yeah, I'll go with uh, – 
It's not that hard. I'll go with Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I'm going to go with Indiana Thank for you. the opposite reason of Mike. I think they will be hyped up to play this game. Yeah. Top 10, first time probably in school history. I don't know. Yeah. But um, they don't have the luxury of having that uh, track record to have a slip up and still have a potential be it for the Big Ten. I mean, before the college football playoffs. So they know they got to win and go home pretty much. And um, – I think they, uh, I think they put themselves in a good position after this week. So yeah. Indiana. I think we agree it's a mental battle this week for Indiana. That's what I was going to say. I think this is the first time that Indiana, you're having that success now. You have to deal with it, and it sounds crazy to be talking about it. Like normally, you put a trap game on the schedule. It's because you're playing Indiana. This is the first time. <laughs> yeah. Indiana I was say, I think, yeah, that's what I was saying. I don't think like, it's a trap game. They're the one. They're in the like, trap house. Yeah. <laughs> they want to. <laughs> what you know about trap queen? Right. They want to go next week to Indiana play Big Noon against queen. Ohio State. Don't like, do that. <laughs> You don't, don't want to look ahead. I'm trying hey, to. You got to chill. I'm trying Eddie to fight through. All right. Fight through. I got, said fight through. Us. I've got Indiana. It's a clean All slate. Right. Only five more picks to go. No, just four. Penn okay. State, three and a half at Nebraska. Penn State, just an absolute mess. Nebraska's been waiting to get rolling again. Uh, in Lincoln, Bobby, three and a half. Got that hook hanging out there again. I don't. The hook I don't like, but I will say this. Watching Nebraska week one, I liked what I saw against the, with them at Ohio State. Scott Frost is still a good coach. They have some talent on that team. Penn State has been disappointing. Like, mm. they're not very good. And when you're a team that's used to being good, that's struggling, and you're 0-3 now. It's hard to get come back. I don't think – I'm telling you, there's the going to be guys – The year of the virus? The year of the virus, and to steal a phrase from Coach Fick, like, there might be some guys that leave their car <laughs> running in the parking lot yeah. now. They, like, keep it warm and get ready to get in. Hot and ready. They're with that little Caesars hot and ready. And so, you know what? I, I – I can't believe I'm saying this. I think Nebraska – I'll take Nebraska to win, cover the points. Okay. I'm on, I'm going to take Penn State. This is where I'm going to take Penn State. Because at the end of the day, when it comes down to it <laughs> – You're so long. Shut up. <laughs> hey, Slake, I'm not I'm watching. Sorry, I'm but, sorry. You ass. But this is how I look at it. You come off of back-to-back weeks of kind of getting your ass kicked. You know what I mean? So, not just kind of. Whooped. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> I'm trying to be a civilized person today. Right. So, okay. you come off back-to-back weeks, kind of, kind of getting your ass kicked, you know what I mean? So, this week of practice for them is going to be very detrimental and crucial, you know what I mean? So, coaches across the board, they're going to half, half. If you want to keep your job, you're going to have to come up yeah. with a solidified, solid game plan going into this week. I feel like Penn State will go into this game with a good game plan, and the players, if they are able to buy in, are going to have a successful week. So, oh wow, I don't like Penn State. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of cats. I like dogs. So, but yeah. you're right. That, that, that was perfect. That was great. No type of no type of base to it. But this week, <laughs> I'm going with Penn State over Nebraska. Okay, I think I think BB raises a great point. If Penn State's coaches aren't already on the way out, this is the last game they this is the last chance they have. Um, but I'm going to choose Nebraska. I think they look good against Ohio State. I honestly haven't paid attention to what they've done since. I think they missed a game against Wisconsin, yep. mm-hmm. and then uh, did they win last week? They lost against Northwestern. They lost, but Northwestern's cruising. I and I'm not impressed with Penn State. I think this is one of those years where a team like Penn State getting down early, it's going to be hard because they're not going to the Big Ten Championship. I don't care what you do. You're not going. Yep, no. And not at all. You're not going to go to the playoff. So this is the year of coronavirus. A lot of those guys might have checked out. You know, James Franklin has let them down time and time again with game management late in the game. I would say, you know, he, there's a chance 
it sounds crazy. There's a chance he lost the team. There's a chance that Michigan lost their team. So I think Nebraska still has hope. I think they're still eager for the season. I think they're a good team. Um, I'm going to choose Nebraska. I'm not a fan of that choice, though. No, I'll take Penn State, man. I mean, I don't, I don't see Thank them. you, Slay. I don't see them being able to cover Dotson. I think that they're going to use uh, two quarterbacks. They're going to try to run the football with both of them. Uh, Nebraska averages 15 points a game. That's dog pissed. I mean, that's so so bad. Even though it's in Lincoln, I'll go with Penn State. Who do you got? I got Penn State. Okay. Boom. Simple and sweet. What I loved about I wanted to jump in when BB said it, that you got to have faith in Penn State's coaching staff. <laughs> James Franklin, no. You're yeah. going to have buy-in from the Nittany He's Lions. Eh. No, that, that transfer hey, listen, portal. James I want Franklin to win hey, this up. I, as a player, you we have good. to. As, as, a whole, as a whole panel. James Franklin is bald. I will never, outside of Coach Johnson, now that he's bald, will buy in or anybody that don't have hair. But as a whole, <laughs> I will buy in to their players because I know a decent amount of their players. I'm buying into. I the, hope Nebraska wins. Baby. Yeah. I'll Let's just go next one. I hope they Baby has been. Uh, I think what? Baby brought his own juice. <laughs> That's amazing. You're taking over the pick segment tonight. I love it. That's okay. No, it is okay. It's great. I love right. it. But uh, Nebraska's going to win outright. Uh, I'll take them to. Especially with the three and a half Rutgers, the mighty Scarlet Knights, mm. just absolutely rolling and proving everybody wrong. Uh, six and a half point road favorites <laughs> against the Flying Illini. Oh, what a game! Illinois. Let's let's take this one a little quicker, probably. Yes, yeah. no Illinois looks very bad. Rutgers, Greg Schiano hasn't playing well. I mean, they're playing hard. I'm they're, not play, sure how, they're, yeah. they're playing hard. Yeah. And, and I think they're probably as talented as Illinois. So if they're going to play harder, I'm going to give them the edge. Touchdown gets it done. I'm taking the favor in Rutgers on the road. I'm going Illinois. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not giving no explanation. I'm oh, come sorry. on. What? I, listen, we know how I feel, where I stand. At the end of the day, when it came down to the Rutgers-Ohio State game, there's a reason why Rutgers were able to put up the points that they put up. So I'm going Illinois. I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. okay. Uh, Rutgers, pretty much for the same reason as Bobby. It looked like they were a good team against Ohio State. And honestly, the mental aspect of it looked yeah. really strong. So I think they'll be able to take Illinois, who I think was mentally weak. Yeah, I think you're, what, what Coach did in that last game was he was like, okay, they got us 35-3. to All right, great. Let's win, the, let's win the second half. That's what they went through. That's what they were thinking. They won the second half versus Ohio State on the scoreboard. I think we'll carry over this week versus Illinois. Same. I got Rutgers because this is, they, they are playing with a sense of pride. They might not have all the talent to put – to compete with some of the elite, well, some of the better teams in the Big Ten, traditionally better teams in the Big Ten, but they play with a lot of pride. And uh, Shiano got some boys flying around on defense, even though they got smacked by Ohio State. But I Illinois is not Ohio State. Can I make a statement real quick? If we're going to be honest, sure yeah. show, yes, be sure show, but Rutgers, Rutgers, yes. Second half didn't look bad. You don't look bad against walk the walk-on group of Ohio State and the freshman group. Of Ohio State. But, is that, but that's what they play at Illinois. But that's what they play at Illinois. Hey, this is how I look at it. You can ask that, but this is how I look at it. Even with Illinois, those guys that still have game experience. I can give hey, this hey, to you right I, now I, if you want. Hey, hey I'll, I'll, <laughs> you don't next have game. to. Next pick. Hey, I can give listen, you right now. Next pick. This is Austin. one thing I will hold say. It for me. I'm I like, wait, I, listen, wait. I love bourbon. Bourbon is an acquired taste. I have good taste when it comes to picking certain things. Hey, how long did it take for him to take out Justin Fields? He only. They you only took him out the last series, right? Last series. The last series. What, was the, yeah. what was his completion? No, it doesn't matter. What I'm saying it, is there was a lot of starters that were there deep into the yeah. fourth. 
that's the point. They kept playing hard. They kept playing hard, so they kept their guys in there. We thought about that. It wasn't just all a bunch of young dudes that second half. There was a bunch of stars that didn't make any plays. It was poor special teams. Rutgers practiced on those plays, and they executed. The defense pretty much stayed, started stayed the, the same, whole game. But listen, I can't agree, because listen to this. Okay. Think about if you look at the whole aspect of the game. How many plays were played by the starters and the backups? It was damn near split 50-50. Oh, That'll piss that. you off. Oh, I Why am I mad? Why am I mad? You get <laughs> 20 <laughs> plays What's against Rutgers. Yeah. As a starter? Yes. That's life, man. No. I was playing. Hey, I went into those <laughs> games planning on playing a half. I can't, I can't, I can't planning on playing a half. If I, I wasn't playing right. a half, Cardell knows someone was hearing the, about it. The oh, I, got more, okay. I got more experience with Coach Johnson. Coach battle, Johnson, 10 plays is a good day against the Rutgers. I'm not going to lie to you. The battle for the Big Ten West is on the line, Austin. Well, I have okay, to say so. that I'm, as a well known supporter of everything Rutgers Athletics does, I have them covering at Illinois. Okay. I've got to get and that on the record. You're betting for Rutgers? I'm betting for Rutgers. It's never happened. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. I might just be wearing that next week. Just even if I get it right, just, I just, just you deserve okay. It this one is big, Bobby. I'll be spray painted. Don't worry about it. Never thought that this one would be a, a critical game for the Big Ten championship, but here we are. Yeah. Northwestern, a three-point favorite at Purdue. It's truly remarkable. These two are two undefeated teams. Now Purdue didn't play. Was it last week they were they were out? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Two weeks ago. But Northwestern's playing well. Pat Fitzgerald has those guys rolling. Would you say the line was three? three. Yep. No hook. I'm taking it. Northwest. I've been taking all favorites this week. I can't believe it. But Same here. Northwesterns look good. You know why? They're getting consistent quarterback play, and yep. they don't make mistakes. That's right. They don't make mistakes. They don't beat themselves. And they, there's no one that's super that's, talented. BB, those go. guys smart. That's your yeah, they're going to outthink you. I'm going to agree with Bobby because at the end of the day, Northwestern has always been Northwestern. No matter who comes in and who goes out. They, they are North who we thought they are. They are who we thought they are. They are who you thought they are. And there's not a hook. And the thing with Northwestern is they're consistent. Like, if if they take an L, it's not a big L. But they are going to always play Northwestern football. If they get a dub, they're playing Northwestern football. Purdue yeah. is still in the element of they're trying to kind of kind of find themselves. They, they're getting elements of on offense where they're getting phenomenal Athletes on the edge, but they're still very inconsistent. So for me, I'm gonna go with Northwestern. I don't look good in purple and black because it's obvious. Hey, you look good in all of it. Yep. You know what? As a light skin, I like. I, I are we pinky? That's a pinky uh, problem. Yeah, what is? I've never done that. that was you don't have. A, you know, that's because you light skin. But you know what? Hey, you, you just talking something new, and I appreciate I love it. You. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Northwestern. Northwestern. Right, there you go. You know, I personally this is gonna be confusing. I personally think that Northwestern has the best chance. I'm going to go with Purdue because I'm tired of voting with Bobby. Okay. So, <laughs> okay, let's split it up. Someone's got to wear the okay, chain. I can yeah, respect yeah. that. So, okay, let's set it up. I'm going to go with Purdue. I, I don't think either one of these – I think Northwestern is cruising right now. They're doing really well. They're playing well. I don't think Purdue is necessarily a bad team. Um, so, honestly, I think this is a toss-up. toss, toss up. Who shows up for the game? Yeah. And it's the close spread, so – they're both you know, undefeated. Anything well, can, yeah, anything can happen. So I'm just going to take Purdue. Just three and zero versus two and zero. One zero has to go, right? That's what Bobby always says. And you know what? I I really don't know who to pick in this game. I know that it's going to be a close contest. Who has, Sykes, who has the bigger strength coach with more juice? That's you true. know the answer. I to do that. love Northwest. Well, I mean, of course, can I go it's, back? It's, it's our guy. <laughs> who has the shortest player with yeah. the most melanin? Northwest. You know what? Hey, can I ask you one more question before I make this pick? Yes. Who? Uh, <laughs> Was the line three and a half I for, to, I, for uh, I, I, Penn State? Help it. I'm sorry. What was the line on Penn State, Nebraska? <laughs> what, what does that matter? Three and a half. Three and a half. 
I want to go <laughs> back. Come on, Austin. Austin, why do you What does that matter? Go Northwestern. Who do you got? I got Northwestern. All right, there you go. Next last one. Let's do it. I'll be the lone Purdue. Northwestern finally made a change at offensive coordinator. That's what's made all the difference for them. They're going to beat Purdue. The Indiana's quarterback from last year. Well, that helps too. They made two big changes on offense. That's made them different. Wisconsin. Okay, here we go. Four and a half. This is what they've been waiting Ooh. for. Get back out there. We don't even know who their quarterback is, but the no, line. No, Merch, he's good. He's good to go today. I don't know. Yeah. Schlegs gave him a COVID test yeah, yesterday. Okay. I, gave him, says, I personally went up there and swabbed him. Schlegs says Merch <laughs> is going to play. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who would I favor against? <laughs> They're playing against Michigan, oh, Cardell. You know, yeah, all right. So you want to start at four and a half yeah. points? Yeah, there you go. I got, I got, start Wisconsin. I got Bro, Wisconsin. I don't care. Wisconsin. I learned my lesson last week, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why think, do you think I'm wearing this? I think the direct quote was, <laughs> I forgot Michigan is always going to have better players than Indiana until yeah. it wins out. Awful, awful. I was disgusted watching that game. <laughs> you should have all the way, I hope they bury him. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you got, BB? I'm, I'm going to go – it's obvious. I'm Wisconsin. Yeah. I will never bet team up north against anybody. Okay. And guess what? So far, I have not been wrong. This is my thing. When you play a team up north, <laughs> they take no pride in, I call it blue and yellow. If you want to be a dog, be a dog. If you're not a pit bull, you're more so of a, of a chihuahua. If you want to take pride in that, go ahead. But they have yet to prove me wrong. I'm, I, I, I will never bet on them. I'm going to go with Wisconsin. So, looking at this, this is the same thing with Penn State. When you're a program that's used to winning – and you've been losing, and you just got the brakes beat off you by Indiana. That is understandable. The score wasn't even indicative of really what the game felt like. Like, it didn't even feel as close as it was. Wisconsin, Graham Mertz, if he's ready to go, which I think he is, they can run the ball. If they have a quarterback that can handle the play action and quick game for them, they're going to play sound defense. I'm telling you, these guys out there, when you heard them in the postgame, Michigan, it was a lot of individual things. It wasn't about team. And problem. so when you, you're starting to see those fractures, that to me means they're not playing hard for their coach anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to lay the four and a half. I'm going with Wisconsin. Isn't that supposed to be easy for them, Bob? The team, the team, the team? Yeah. What? That's not happening up there. It's not no. working you for them. You can say it, but that doesn't make yeah. it true. That's, that's the difference in, in believing and in, in actually buying into a culture and just saying that you have a bunch of slogans and T-shirts. That's what Michigan has right now. Uh, I'm going to drop it down, Cardell. They're only going to have three wins this year, so I'm staying consistent with it. Wisconsin will get it. I don't, it doesn't matter who their quarterback is. Uh, I've lost control of the Silver Bullet pick segment tonight. Let the B.B. Landers show go on. We're going to wrap it Miraculous. up. Oh, my God. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're Car- Cardale Jones, Anthony Schlegel, Michael Bennett, Robert Landers, Bobby Carpenter. Appreciate everybody for yeah, hanging you, out buddy. with us and watching the show. This has been Weekend Kickoff <laughs> brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. We'll be back next week, and hopefully we'll be talking about that matchup with Indiana and Ohio State's back on the field. We will see you then. Good luck.